Hello and hey there, you amazing interior design professional. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Kimberly Selden and this is Business of Design. Yeah, it's a business. It's fun sometimes, right? But ultimately, it's a business. And what a business it is, huh? So dynamic, so challenging, so fast-paced. I love it. I love it. But I love less some of the situations I find myself in where I have to act contrary to my nature. That's what I've been thinking about this past month. KSDG has had a very challenging month in some ways, and you're going to hear about some of the situations. Nothing horrible. It's just, gosh, why can't you just do what you're supposed to do and follow the script that I've got in my head for you, right? So I've been thinking, as I said this month, about how it gets easier over time to be assertive, to state your boundaries and stick with them because you practice it, right? The more I do it, the more I feel confident I'm able to do it. We hear from you guys too, right? That when someone tells you a different way to maybe tackle a part of your project that sounds better, it can still be hard to actually make the changes because I get in a rut and a groove so easily. Once I've done something several times, once I've practiced something a certain way multiple times, I'll just stick with that way. Even if I know it's not the ideal way, I'll stick with that way because I don't have time or energy to push myself to try something new. So that's what we're going to talk about. I get good at what I practice. So what am I practicing on a daily basis, right? Am I practicing being assertive in a positive, strong manner with clients, with trades, with vendors, with staff? Am I practicing saying no, full stop? That doesn't work for us. Experience has shown me that is not the best way to approach this situation. Or, because it cuts both ways right, have I been practicing, well, okay, I know that isn't the best way, but let's do it your way. I'm too tired to fight. Whatever it is I'm practicing, I am going to get good at it. I'm going to tell you what I've been practicing these days. Some good, some not so good. And hopefully in talking to you, my people, my tribe, my fellow interior design professionals. Did you think this podcast was for you? Oh my gosh, no. It's for me. Talking to you reminds me where I need to put my focus and attention. Having this conversation with you means I will be intentional this week and I will have the courage to practice what I preach. I know. I do a lot of preaching because some days it's just not easy, right? I feel you. And the great thing about this relationship is you feel me too. Episode 266, I get good at what I practice. To kick things off, let's hear from our sponsors at Build Lane. Hey, you guys, thanks for sponsoring Business of Design. And we'll follow that up with some announcements from Cheryl, and I'm going to ask her what she's been practicing lately as well. You're definitely in the right place, and I'm so glad you're here. This episode of your favorite podcast, Business of Design, is brought to you by our friends at Build Lane. 
BuildLane is an amazing app that allows you, the hardworking interior design professional, to produce quality custom furniture from the comfort of your own office. It sounds easy because it is easy. Yes, you may have heard me speak about BuildLane before. It has been an amazing experience to work with them. So we were really happy when they decided to return as an exclusive sponsor of Business of Design podcast. There are a number of reasons I love working with BuildLane, including the fact that the lead times are short, they remind me to pay attention to the details, and they produce quality custom furniture my clients will love while still allowing me to be profitable. That's important to me in my business, and I know it's important to you as well. Right now, you can get yourself a free account at BuildLane and you'll be immediately eligible to take $250 off your first purchase. Not bad. What are you waiting for? Go to businessofdesign.com and click on the Build Lane ad or go directly to buildlane.com backslash BOD. You'll be glad you did. And thank you, Build Lane, for your continued support of Business of Design and the important work we do here and for servicing this incredible community of hardworking professional interior designers. And now, back to the show. Cheryl, as you know, today's topic is I get good at what I practice. And you're so disciplined. I kind of wonder, do you have intentions around what you practice every day? Do you have some things that you're practicing that you know are really good for you? And is there anything you're practicing that you should maybe let go of? I'm really putting you on the spot here. She shows up just to do announcements and here you go. The whole podcast is resting on your shoulders. Oh no. Um, well, I mean, keeping with work specifically, I've, um, you know, I think over COVID, especially, um, when kids being home, that sort of thing, the same amount of work that I'm used to suddenly felt overwhelming. So, um, I continue to say no and set different timelines than I would have previously, knowing that things take longer instead of trying to meet the timeline that a client might want, um, being more realistic about that and even giving myself a cushion. You know, I'm, you know, always pride myself on quick turnaround time, that sort of thing. And it's just in order to have balance and really be proud of the quality of my work, not necessarily being able to do that. So setting more realistic timelines and saying, no, just flat out. No, when I, when I need to, in terms of not taking new things on. And Um, do you find as you've been doing that, it's gotten easier to do it, you know, in in line with this idea that, you know, the more I practice something, the better I'm going to get at it. Yeah. But I think it's also, you have in your head that somebody's going to be upset by it. And then that's just not the case, right? right? Like they, uh, for a lot of things, um, you know, even working for you, a lot of the tasks I do, you know, how much time it takes me because of what I tell you, not necessarily because of the task. So if I say, I'm going to have that done by next Wednesday versus tomorrow, then that's just, it is what it is. So I think I've got, it's been easy to get better at it because, clients trust that the timeline I give them is just the timeline that it, that it is. Right. Right. Is there anything you've been practicing, (laughs) anything you've been practicing that you shouldn't be practicing? Well, yeah. You know what? I guess the flip side of that is that anything that just is really quick to just get off my plate, a single email that like, if it means Monday morning, my inbox is going to have 
a few emails instead of 20, I'll, you know, take care of those items just to get them off the list. And I was always really good before it you know, not doing client interaction sort of evening and weekends, even if I was catching up personally. Um, and that has sort of lapsed because the, the practice has just been sort of the clearing out the inbox, the to-do list and checking items off my list has sort of taken priority over those boundaries about not communicating at certain times. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's amazing when I, when I begin to, behave in a way that previously I didn't behave in, how fast I get really comfortable doing that. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And I remember, um, I guess it was a couple of years ago now, but, um, Anna who's joined us on the retreat, I had sent her an email right after the retreat, just sort of catching up, you know, obviously we're focused on the retreat during those days and, uh, you know, cleaning up emails afterwards. And, the group had just left, you know, playing catch up for an hour and I emailed her. I think she must've still been at the airport, but emailed me back. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I thought you'd been traveling, dealt with this on Monday. And she's like, no, if something comes up that takes me two minutes or less, it's getting off my to-do list. And that sort of has stuck with me. I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I do that now as well. Like I hadn't really looked at it, but all those little two minute things that add up to not have to look at those. Um, yeah. But you know, has makes Anna a day been feel a easier. guest on the podcast? I feel like she hasn't. No, she should. She's a powerhouse. She's, she's <laughs> got to be a poster child for the success of Business of Design. I remember the first retreat she came to and uh, where she was. And I know where she's at now because she's a BOD boss. And she's, I mean, there's just no other way to describe it. It's meteoric. Her success, ri- yeah. her rise has been incredible. Yeah. Oh, no, I got to get her very on motivational you guys to want to meet Anna, to. for sure you do. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll reach out. I'm going to add that to my list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> what else is happening at Business of Design? Well, the next uh, BOD Live is coming up and that's on commercial projects. That's one that's sort of been on our list um, for a while. We get a lot of questions about, you know, are the BOD 15 going to work for me? Because I I mostly do commercial or exclusively do commercial. And we do really have so many um, members who are do commercial projects versus residential. Uh, So we're going to, you know, introduce that um, topic as how you use the BOD 15, how projects launch similarities, differences, anything like that between residential and commercial projects. So that is coming up on April 13th. And then of course, immediately after that is the retreat. So that way, I guess we've already sort of talked about, um, but that'll be April 28th to May 1st. And hopefully you guys can join us on May 4th. We're going to be talking about boss. We want to get questions answered. Um, let everyone know what boss is about. That's going to be free to register. It's just an information session. If you're interested in becoming a boss or finding out if you are a boss, right? So if we're looking forward want, to that. If you want a meteoric rise like Anna, who <laughs> you haven't even met yet, <laughs> definitely come and sign up for boss. We would love to have you. And uh, Cheryl, I've got to be more intentional about what I'm practicing. I'm glad that you have a couple things on your list too, because I think of you as being someone who's quite perfect and uh, <laughs> rarely gets off the beam where I'm, I'm much more all over the place. <laughs> we, we balance each other. <laughs> 15 years. We've been together for 15 years this year. That's longer than most marriages. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so grateful for you. Oh, wow. I need to send you flowers. 
Aww. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Do you like flowers? <laughs> <laughs> they don't survive very long with me. I'm not great at plants. <laughs> right, I know. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Like so many of our conversations, I love to process what's happening for me in my work life with all of you. Nothing's better than being in a room together where we can have these conversations and share solutions. This week, I have experienced something I haven't had to deal with in a long, long time, and I've had the opportunity to practice handling it in a different way. The situation is this. We have a client who is moving into a new house. Yay, that's wonderful. This house is not his forever house. In fact, in the next three years, he would like to tear this house down and build a new house, which is great news for us. We're going to be busy for some time. However, in the meantime, they need to move into this house. And so we have been very quickly renovating a couple of bathrooms and filling the place with furniture, furniture that is in stock and ready to go. The timeline is now, and in many cases, we've been able to meet the timeline, with a few exceptions, of course, due to delays and supply chain issues. Even those items that were quote-unquote in stock have been delayed, a few items. Not a big deal. We're figuring that out. So here's the situation. This particular client happens to love restoration hardware, loves it, loves, loves, loves it. And in fact, whenever I propose something to them, he'll say, you know, I was looking at RH and I saw the following thing. This happened several times until I finally realized I need to just go with the flow. This guy wants RH, I'll give him RH, not a problem. We priced out a cloud sectional a wardrobe, a few chests of drawers, all things that are in stock and ready to go. And when I presented the pricing, the client said to me, oh, there's something wrong because online, here is the pricing. So, you know, Restoration Hardware has member pricing. If you pay, I believe it's something like $200 a year, you get this reduced pricing. Of course, who wouldn't buy a membership in order to save thousands of dollars? What I didn't realize until now is that trade pricing is the same as member pricing. So when we are sharing discounts with our clients and presenting them the price, the price is higher than the price they would be able to buy it at if they just become a member. So of course, rightly so, this wonderful guy says to me, that price doesn't seem right. I can buy it for this. And at that point, I had to decide what to say. 
Now, given our topic, I get good at what I practice, I knew this was my opportunity to deal with this head on. And so I said words to the effect, yes, you could absolutely purchase this product for less by doing it yourself and you're welcome to do that. However, the way we work, the way my business model is structured, I share discounts with my client. That means the retail price less the trade price divided by two equals a client price. If you want us to do the ordering and do the tracking and do the installation, then you'll have to order it through my company, but I'm fine with whatever you choose. Now, I know some of you are thinking, oh, I don't allow that. I have a clause in my contract that says they have to order everything through me, and I totally respect that. But the truth of the matter is I don't source from restoration hardware very often. It doesn't come up. But this is an opportunity for me to have this conversation head on. And in fact, the client said, you know what? I understand that. And you know what? Let me think about it because maybe it just makes sense for us to do the ordering. And so he went away for several days and came back and said, no, we've decided we want you to do the ordering. Is there anything else you can do in terms of giving us a greater discount that gets us closer? And here was another opportunity for me to practice something important. I was able to practice saying no no, I'm sorry, that isn't the way my business model works. It wasn't easy. But you want to know something crazy? One week later, I'm practicing the exact same thing with a different client. They moved into a new house. We specified a dining room table that we just love. It's beautiful, but it's 14 weeks out. Over the weekend, they happened to be in restoration hardware. They thought they really like this one table. Why not just do that table? Same thing happened when I told them what the price would be. They said the exact same thing. And I had to have the exact same conversation. And I noticed, you know what? It was easier the second time. I was ready for it. It was familiar to me and it went really well. The customer said, I totally understand that, but the thing is, I just spent $200 on this membership a while ago, so for just this one table, I would like to order it myself. And I thought, okay, fair enough. So did I lose? Did I lose because my position on this was different? I don't think so. I think the merit was in standing in my power, standing in my authority, and protecting the boundaries that I have in place. You know I say all the time, it's really important for us to put ourselves in the client's shoes. And if I were the client, yeah, I think I would like to save thousands of dollars by clicking a button and buying this table. In future, will I go out of my way to order restoration hardware? No. I don't dislike the company at all, but I prefer to do a more custom look. And as far as I'm concerned, they don't care about my business if the trade price is no different than the member price. I'm pretty sure they're doing okay and they're not going to miss me. On the other hand, I would never deny a client who just loves everything they do and loves that lifestyle and that brand. I would never deny them the opportunity to have that if that's what they really wanted. So in this case, it really wasn't about winning. It was about standing in my power, standing in my authority. And I don't think perfection, right? Practice makes perfect. I don't think perfection is the goal when I'm practicing a new behavior. 
I think the goal is greater clarity, greater confidence, and strength. Characteristics and attributes that protect me and my business. So I feel good about the situation. And you know, the more I handle tricky situations directly without justifying my choices beyond this is my business model, this is how I earn a living, the more confidence I feel as a business owner. And that's actually what made me think of this topic. There are so many times where we're in a situation and it seems challenging and especially when I was younger, it felt like I can't do this. I would just cave. And I would have said for sure, 15 years ago, I would have said, oh, no problem. We'll do the ordering and we'll just pass the entire discount on to you. But today I know that my business doesn't stay healthy if I practice that behavior. So there's two things I was able to practice in the last few weeks, saying no and being really clear, this is my business model, this is how it works, and standing my ground. Something else I was able to practice this past month. I think I shared a little bit about this on a previous podcast, the chandelier. I found a chandelier, which is absolutely perfect for our clients. And I think I initially told you it was $60,000. I was totally wrong. That chandelier is too large. They had another size. So it was $37,000. Now this is laughable because I got to tell you, $37,000 for a chandelier is still a lot of money, a lot of money, but it's not 60. So anyway, the $37,000 chandelier, I believe we put a picture of it in the show notes, but if we didn't, we will this time. It's stunning. It's perfect for their house. I did the presentation. They both went, oh my gosh, wow, hadn't thought about something like that, yada, yada, yada. The presentation is complete. The clients need a couple days to think it over. We circle back and she says, ixnay on the $37,000 chandelier and they need to cut some of the budget. What are my suggestions? So we went through the presentation. I made some suggestions that were pretty easy. There was a powder room that had a Holly Hunt wallpaper that was like $15,000. That seemed like a pretty easy cut. We'll do a beautiful dark paint color in there, and that's a $15,000 savings right off the bat. We lost Gracie wallpaper in the bedroom, which broke my heart because I really, really, really wanted it, Uh, but that's okay. I completely understood that the expense of that would have compromised other decisions. So yep, so that was an easy one. So we were relatively easily able to shave $100,000 off, and then it came time to talk about the chandelier. I was able to practice doing something that I coach people to do all the time. Stay in your choice, stay in your confidence, stay in your expertise, and make case for what you presented. So I explained to my client that out of everything on the main floor, this will be the piece that everyone will notice and comment on. It makes the entire space better for being there. And I was willing to make other compromises in order to make it work. So she thought about it a little bit and a couple of days later came back and said, you know what? The thing is, it's not actually even the money. Her husband just doesn't like it. It feels like a flower and he doesn't like it. So I lost the battle, but 
but I was able to stay in my truth and I was able to push and stay confident that I had made the right choice and presented the right first choice. FYI, we found a lovely second choice that he is super happy about. So there you go. I can't say I'm not disappointed because I could picture this in photographs and I was so excited. But alas, I am really happy I pushed for it. I bet you have stories like that, right? I bet you have stories of things that were difficult, but you took all your courage and you went for it and it turned out well or you lost, but you felt great about how you behaved, which is so different than how I would feel in the past when somebody would say, are you sure? I'm not sure about that. And I go, oh, well, you could also do this or this or this or this, and thereby confuse the client totally. I love when I feel confident. I don't always feel confident in every single choice I make. I have to admit that. There are times when I've made the best choice I can and I couldn't think of anything I liked more and I would feel far less confident sort of defending those options, I guess, if you will. Gosh, if you have stories, I would sure love to hear them. Let us know. You come on the podcast with your stories. Everybody wants to hear from you, I promise. I'll give another example of something I got to practice this week and it has to do with a vendor. I had a client who wandered into a design shop and we had done a presentation for them uh, about two weeks ago and they've been sitting on it trying to figure out what to keep and what to cut and that kind of thing. That happens sometimes. They're a little bit stretched beyond their comfort level. I suspect we'll come together and make some compromises, just like the example of the customer I spoke about previously. But in any case, she wandered into this really beautiful, exclusive interior design shop. Now, this shop is very familiar working with trades. I would say at least 50% of their sales come from interior design professionals. And we had already proposed some items to this client. She wandered in without an appointment and ended up speaking to someone who wasn't my sales rep. And I can't explain why, but that person gave her a different price for a table that I had proposed and gave her my trade price, which is fine. You can figure it out by looking at the proposal. It shows the retail price, the client price. So there is a way to figure that out. That shouldn't have been a shock. But then he went on to offer her a variety of other options for furniture all over her house at trade pricing. Wow, I do not know what he was thinking. So I had the opportunity to practice being assertive. I phoned the store. I asked to speak to the owner. He wasn't in. I asked to speak to whoever was in charge. And I ended up speaking with the person who used to be my rep, but has moved on to being a manager. And I explained what happened. And she was pretty mortified, said she would take care of it. Now, Between us, I think this happens all the time. I'm not unrealistic about how often this happens. And this salesperson didn't know she was working with me, I presume. She probably didn't say anything. But in fact, if you're going to present yourself as a resource for trades, then you need to protect the trades. 
the result of my conversation with the manager is an additional 10% off the item in question, which is lovely. And for those of you who are in Boss talking about margins, for those of you who have taken the new program we have, Salary, Revenue, Profit, and Wealth, you will know that an additional 10% off can be a sizable gain to your bottom line. So I was thrilled with that and I was super grateful I had the courage, for me it takes courage, to be assertive, to phone the shop and say, I'm not happy about this, what are you going to do about it? Thankfully, oh my gosh, I mean this for the one millionth time, I am so grateful, I am transparent about the fact that as a member of the trade, I get preferred pricing. I don't have to hide that. You just can't hide it. It's not possible. Not in purchasing furniture. I know contractors are able to hide it pretty well, but when you are sourcing this chair from this supplier, there's just a million ways your client can get the information. So practice being upfront about that. It feels really good. What I practice, I get good at. It's really that simple. And so for me, the key is taking a pause before I answer a tough question or deal with a tough situation. Take a pause, take a beat. Think about what I know to be the right thing to do and then take action as quickly as possible. Of course, I said off the top of the show that practicing and getting good at it can be a double-edged sword. So I have definitely been practicing working too much. I have been leaning into work and enjoying how dynamic and thrilling and fun it has been in the past couple of years. And I have to say rewarding, that's a great thing too. But now it's time to pull back a little and put a little more attention on playtime, self-care, and connections with others. I'm finding I'm just squeezing in time with friends rather than giving myself time to really enjoy and appreciate those experiences. We all know life can change in a minute I can see sunshine out my window, so as soon as I finish recording this, I am going to head out for a hike, which will be lovely. You, fabulous interior designer, let me know what you're up to, and would you please come on the podcast? We would love to hear your superpower, your strength, or talk about a problem you're having. In the meantime... Get out there and be mindful of what you're practicing because you're going to get good at it. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next time. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today. Start today.